G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. 2020, bringing a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Weekdays on UCB's Vision Radio Network. Find out more at vision.org.au. You might recall just recently we were talking about a brand new documentary that is out. It's called Jacob's Tears and it deals with the spirituality behind the Nazi Holocaust looking back to one of the worst war crimes in history and certainly on the 20th century dimension uh, the most horrific of war crimes and crimes against humanity and led by of course Adolf Hitler and the Third Reich we were talking about the new documentary it's called Jacob's Tears well our privilege today to chat with the Founder of Hatikva Films, the man who is the writer, the producer, and the director of this new documentary called Jacob's Tears. It's one in a series of documentaries that deals with this spirituality, that deals with this idea of blessing and cursing, or whether it's blessing, curse, or coincidence. Hugh Kitson, welcome along to 2020. Thank you very much, Neil. Hugh, you have been making documentaries now for 45 years. Uh, This is the latest in a long string, more than 200 documentaries. What is so special about this new documentary, Jacob's Tears? Well, it looks at an aspect of the Holocaust that very few people really understand. And as far as I know, there is no other documentary film that looks at the spiritual dynamics behind the Holocaust. Uh, A few books have been written, yes, but I've never seen a documentary, and it is actually really for the church. It's not for the general public as such because spiritual things uh, with the general public just don't wash. So what we look at is how what were the spiritual dynamics behind the Third Reich coming to power we look also at what the uh, how come the church actually acquiesced to Hitler's evil agenda, and we look at um, what was going on in the German church uh, for decades before Hitler came to power. So that was a real uh, a reality, and I believe that there are lessons that can be learnt in the church in the West today from what happened in Germany. I'm always interested when you say that Christians will appreciate seeing a documentary like this, whereas non-Christians, people outside the church, it's not really for them because they won't understand the dimension of spirituality that we think about. You have devoted yourself for a long time to helping Christians understand the Hebraic roots of Christianity, this faith that goes right back uh, into the Old Testament times when we appreciate God's dealings with the nation of Israel. So when we see a documentary like this and you say, this is for Christians, Christians will get a deeper understanding of those Hebraic roots because this blessing and cursing still is relevant for us today. Yes, very much so. It's to do with um, God's purpose and calling uh, for the nation of Israel. But 
when we look at the whole blessing curse of coincidence series, it's actually about the spiritual roots of anti-Semitism. And really, uh, the Holocaust of the 20th century is the worst recorded incident in history of a genocide, an attempt uh, to wipe out the Jewish people. And I believe it's important for Christians to understand that God has a purpose for the Jewish people and the nation of Israel. And Satan is doing everything he can to wipe out the Jewish people because when you go back to Genesis 12:3, you can see uh, where the Lord said to Abraham, I will bless those who bless you and curse those who curse you. There's much more to it than just simply that. What God was doing was calling the nation, what would become the nation of Israel, the descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, as the vehicle of salvation and redemption of humankind. And so Satan has a a vested interest in trying to wipe them out. And the Holocaust is one, the worst one, but it's just one of many attempts throughout history. So as Christian believers, and we recognize this idea of being grafted in to the vine and uh, these roots that we have right back into Hebrew history, the Old Testament, when we think of blessing, cursing, and coincidence, how much is that relevant also to the Christian church? Well, really very much so. Um, the, The Christian church or Christendom, as it became known in the 3rd and 4th centuries AD, uh, really turned against the Jewish people. And it was quite early on, actually, that the 2nd century AD, that what we know as replacement theology, in in other words, it was um, replacement theology is basically that Israel and the Jewish people are no longer uh, relevant in God's purposes, but the church has replaced them. And that in itself is a form of anti-Semitism and uh, a very real um, denial of the purposes of God. And as you just said, we have actually been grafted into God's purposes and we have become partakers with the Jewish nation in the purposes of God. And that's in Ephesians uh, chapter 3 and verse 6. And there's um, a very good passage in in the New Testament, in Ephesians chapter 2, from a, a verse 11 onwards, where um, Paul talks about us, us Gentiles being alienated from the commonwealth of Israel, but we have been brought near by the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Interestingly, if the nation of Israel had gone the way of those other ancient nations that we read about in the Old Testament, then we might have something to hang a hat on that says there is a replacement theology. But miraculously, the Jewish people have survived through all of these attempts throughout history to wipe them out. The nation itself exists, and we can look back to 1948 and the re in statement of a nation of Israel. And uh, there's affirmation, confirmation of biblical prophecy there. And so the church, as we look at Israel, uh, we see Israel as a very important part of God's plan 
or the most important part of the direction of what God's plan is for the history of the world. So as Christians, when you mention Christians turning on Israel, there's something here we need to be very cautious about. In seeing this new documentary, Jacob's Tears, is this a message for Christians that say, be careful about your attitude towards Israel because there is blessing and there is curse that awaits the way you respond? Absolutely, yes. And um, Jacob's Tears is about the German church in part turning, but there's also a very redemptive angle to Jacob's Tears. And um, you know, one one of the chapters in Jacob's Tears is actually split into five chapters. Uh, the first one is um, the, called the Third Reich and the Throne of Satan. The second one is called the Conflict of the Two Crosses, and the third one is the Road to Jerusalem. And actually, Hitler had a had a relationship with radical mon- uh, fundamentalist Islam. The fourth one is about. Um, the curse that came down to the families or descendants of uh, the perpetrators of Nazi atrocities. And one of the people that we meet with is an Austrian guy called Werner Oder, who was born after the war, but his father was responsible for the deaths of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of Jewish people indirectly. And he was born demonically possessed but later the Lord rescued him. He came to know the Lord. And there's a wonderful gospel message, message of redemption there. Well, people will be looking to see this documentary. It's called Jacob's Tears. This week, it's being launched in New South Wales. There are some screenings around New South Wales. Next week, people in Victoria in a number of centres will be able to see the documentary. Now, there is a website that people can go to, www.hatikvahfilms.com. That's H-A-T-I-K-V-A-H films.com. Hugh Ketson is our guest. He's the founder of Hatikvah Films. He's also the writer, producer and director of Jacob's Tears. We'll continue our conversation in just a short while. We're taking some time to talk about this new documentary that's out called Jacob's Tears. Hugh Kitson, who is the writer, producer and director, is in Australia for some launches of this documentary this week in New South Wales and next week in Victoria. Hugh, as we talk about this documentary and the spirituality that was behind Nazi Germany, the Holocaust, a dreadful war crime against humanity that we all recognise as one of the worst crimes against humanity in all history, the idea of wiping out a whole people, a genocide against the Jews. When we talk about this film, the way that Germany has recovered in such a, an amazing way from World War II seems not to be consistent with the idea of this nation coming under a curse. How do you talk about Germany as they are today and the idea of blessing and cursing as we've been talking about? Well, first of all, actually Germany and certainly the Nazi regime itself was completely smashed um, in 1945 and the German nation was in tatters, and um, the the Western nations facilitated the rebuilding of it. But um, the German Chancellor, Konrad Adenauer, he was uh, in power as the German Chancellor from 1949 to 1963. He really felt that there was the need 
for reparations towards the nation of Israel. And, of course, Germany's economy at that time, especially in the early period, was anything but healthy. And yet he felt that there was a real need for reparations and to establish a relationship with the nation, the newborn nation of Israel at that time. So that was the beginning of something on a political level. And there was, over time, serious repentance in parts of society and in parts of the church. And one of the, uh, one of the um, leading influences uh, in this was uh, a wonderful woman called Mother Basilea Schlink, and she founded the uh, Evangelical Sisterhood of Mary, and they actually take a very real part in this in this documentary. And so there there has been repentance, and um, we interviewed Sister Yoella Kruger, and she believes that because of this repentance, as does Harold Eckhart, um, who's also another major interviewee in this, um, that God has actually stayed his judgment on Germany. Um, Harold actually says, well, both of them say, we should have been wiped off the face of the earth as a nation forever. And because of this repentance, God has shown grace and mercy uh, towards the nation of Germany at this time. You took time to talk to German church leaders. Yes. And you gathered their own perceptions of what had gone before and the current state of relations between German people and Jewish people. What sort of things do you glean from the things that those church leaders were sharing? Well, a very real burden, first of all, that this never happens again. Uh, the Holocaust never happens again. And for the nation of Germany to befriend Israel. Now, another of the people that we interviewed was Jürgen Buhler, who is German, and he's the executive director of the International Christian Embassy in Jerusalem. And um, the Israeli ambassador to Germany said to him in Berlin once that other than the USA, Germany is the nation that stands most solidly with Israel today. Now, obviously, the German Christians want to see that sort of thing continue. And yet, unfortunately, Germany, along with my country, Britain, and um, five other, four or five other nations, have made this um, pact with Iran over its nuclear program. And I have to say, as a British person, although I wasn't alive then, of course, um, it reminds me of when Neville, Neville Chamberlain, who was then British Prime Minister, came back from a meeting with Adolf Hitler in Munich in 1938, waving a piece of paper which they both signed and said, Peace in our time. And I, I really believe that the, uh, there is a, a lesson to be learnt from that in today's situation. Now, unfortunately, and I, I believe that, that many German Christians would be very sad about this, Germany, the German government was signatory to that, um, that agreement with Iran, which, of course, many of us believe will be broken. In fact, even um, uh, John Kerry, the uh, Secretary of State, U.S. Secretary of State, said he could not guarantee that Iran would abide by what Iran signed. So 
it's 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 a it's a worry. It's an interesting alignment to make, saying that modern Iran is very much like the twentieth century Nazi Third Reich, and uh, so many people wouldn't disagree with that. And yes. knowing the fiery expletives that are used against uh, the Jews uh, yeah. with the idea of wiping Israel off the map, those sorts of sentiments are still alive and well in the modern state of Iran. Iran. They've they've said it in the last week or so repeated it in the last week or so, I should say. Now, Hugh, you also interviewed people who were survivors of the Holocaust. Now, I imagine that some of those uh, may well be very old now, or you might have used some historical footage of uh, interviews with people who were survivors of the Holocaust. Was there a sense of forgiveness? How do, how do Jewish people who survived that dreadful Holocaust reflect on what happened back in World War Two? Well, it varies very much from person to person. I mean, a lot of uh, those who did survive the Holocaust lost any faith in God at all, and that is a very sad aspect. But um, the on-camera presenter, Lance Lambert, and Lance has been a mentor to me for many years, and actually Stephen, who you interviewed recently, uh, spent four years with Lance Lambert in, in Jerusalem. Now, Lance himself is Jewish. He had a Jewish father and a Jewish mother. His father was murdered in Auschwitz along with about 50 or so members of his family, which also included his his grandmother. Um, Lance himself is a, obviously a believer. And yes, I guess... Um, Lance recently went to be with the Lord um, in May, just over two months ago, and um, certainly he did not hold a grudge against Germany as as such. And there has been, among many Jewish people, um, uh, uh, forgiveness, but among many there hasn't either. Now, I should say one thing. Um, in Chapter 4 of Jacob's Tears, which is called Battling the Nazi Demons, we interviewed an Austrian called Werner Oda, and his father, as I mentioned a little bit earlier, was directly involved in, in the deaths of thousands of Jews and um, indirectly perhaps even hundreds of thousands. Um, Werner, when he came to Christ, he was delivered from demonic possession and insanity in childhood became a pastor, and his heart today is to go and visit the Jewish families that his father decimated. And the Lord has done wonderful miracles of healing, and that is God's desire, actually, is to see healing and reconciliation. Hugh Kitson, you're the writer, you're the producer and the director of Jacob's Tears. What do you expect from an audience who will watch this documentary and this series of documentaries? Are you trying to move people emotionally? Are you trying to challenge people intellectually? What's your goal as a documentary maker? Well, one does touch the emotions, but in the end, it is for people to get hold of the DVD and use it to talk to their friends and to actually get the message out. Uh, it's only if um, people actually use the DVD in their churches, among their friends, in small groups, that we can start to see a change. And uh, we've just been in New Zealand, 
and in Queensland, and it's like a pebble going into a pond. May the ripples go out. But it's also trying to get the church to understand that we're in a spiritual war, and many Christians don't understand that the Middle East conflict today is essentially a spiritual war that manifests itself in the political arena, in the racial hatred arena, the anti-Semitic arena, and um, and eventually the military side. But essentially, it is Satan coming against the declared purposes purposes of God. That biblical spiritual concept is still alive and well. Those who bless Israel will be blessed. Those who curse Israel will be cursed. Blessing, curse or coincidence, the theme of a series of documentaries. Jacob's Tears is the second in the series. There's more to come. But Jacob's Tears is being screened this week throughout New South Wales. And next week, you'll be able to see it in Victoria. Now, whereabouts can you see it? I can give you the website where you can check on those screenings times and dates and the venues it's www.hatikvafilms.com h-a-t-i-k-v-a-h films.com and Hugh Kitson has been our guest he's the founder of Hatikva Films also the writer producer and director of this Jacob's Tears documentary Hugh it has been a pleasure talking thanks so much for coming and visiting us and talking to our audience today on 2020. Thank you for the invitation. Like what you've just heard? There's more great podcasts. Or you can listen to us live at vision.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener supported. Your donation of any amount will help us continue connecting faith to life. Learn more or donate today at vision.org.au.